calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am skinny. I am baby. Yes. I am yeah. I am ginger and a side of 40. You really you know, are. Just, yeah. You heard it here first. Spice woman. The one woman. Yeah, spice woman. <laughs> spice. I'm just spice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ducking out. You're ducking out. Let's dike out together. See what it's all Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast that's doing our part in making the Yuletide gay and full of COVID. I'm Carolyn Bergier. Uh, I'm Melody Kamali, and today we're Diking Out with Dayburger about rainbow wrap. You know, just fast forward to the interview because the rest of this is going to be a downer. <laughs> yeah, we still want to hype Day up. I mean, this is a, a great interview. This was... Last week, a wildly different time before this Omicron variant really smacked us. Feels um, like centuries ago, honestly. We did record an episode a few days ago, even. We lost the we audio. We lost the audio. We <laughs> had such a fun episode. We were cracking jokes. We were carefree. We were uh, feeling that high of, of talking to Dayburger and just the positive energy that she was putting off carried us into the next day when we recorded a ray of light. The L word Christmas Carol reading was going to be that night. So we had uh, some excited energy around that. Uh, and then, yes, I did mess up on, on the audio and now life has changed dramatically. So we're recording a very different thing. But first, you know, if you're feeling bad for us or if you feel good about us, please give us the gift of a five-star review. Listen to Carolyn's <laughs> voice. It reeks of COVID. It's an improvement. Please give us a five-star <laughs> review and a nice review, please. We're trying our oh, best. Oh, trying so hard. Join our Patreon. We have put out episodes every week through a global pandemic, and now we're hit with it ourselves. Please give us five-star Have you been with me on this journey of getting COVID twice, and you have yet to leave a five-star review? 
What more do I need to do for you this time? I mean, (laughs) there's nothing, there's nothing gay uh, about this variant. It is, it is homophobic. It is brutal. Um, The first two days of it, I was really knocked on my ass. Um, Just felt like a, a horrible, horrible flu. It hit me hard. It hit me fast. It hit me right after the Albert live reading. <sighs> well, I was just going to ask what your gayest thing of the week was. Well, I think we had a joint gayest thing, Mel. So myself and Naomi Reggae co-wrote and co-produced the Elward Christmas Carol, a live script reading. And once you know, I cast the co-host with the mo-host, Melody, <laughs> as Shane. Thanks for doing that. Uh, see, I can't do it now. You do have a mask on. I feel like it's... I'm literally wearing a mask <laughs> while we record. I'm in a hotel room. Allie has COVID. We're stuck in Austin. We just found Things out. Things are bleak. It's mayhem. Things are yeah. bleak. So I have to hold on. There's nothing more cruel than having a night that was as joyous as this L Word script reading. And everybody was so happy to see each other. It was so much fun. I had seen most of the cast... Post COVID, but I hadn't seen uh, Mila in a while. It was just nice, everybody seeing each other. We were taking precautions, though. We knew things were ticking up. I got a negative rapid right before I got there. I got tested that morning. Negative. Yeah, it, we we masked. Uh, yeah, m- most of the cast tested. Uh, got rapids that day. Negatives. Uh, we were all wearing masks backstage. Um, but then afterwards, I think we were all feeling like, yeah, we all tested negative. We're good. We're checking Vax cards here. The new variant does not care about your Vax card. The new variant. No. You should still be vaccinated. We've you should still that. be boosted. It helps. It makes it less severe. I wasn't boosted. Um, I was going to get boosted this week. And now now I have to wait. But the reading, I mean, that was it was such a gay event it was at stonewall stonewall was decked and diked uh the halls for uh the holidays they have two rainbow christmas trees they have you know mm-hmm. sparkles and and cheer everywhere it, w- it was a beautiful place to be it it was almost too beautiful you had to know something dark was around the corner <laughs> oh yeah little did i know around the corner was on my drive home <laughs> you started feeling symptoms literally on the drive back Ugh. It was, it was rough, but no, no, we're talking about the gayest thing, Melody. And I got to say, uh, for you especially, it was... Tell me. How you really nailed the role of Shane and how people were like having to have side conversations about it. And I could hear it because I was behind the DJ booth while everyone else was on stage. I was reading the stage directions and uh, people were like, oh, oh my God, she sounds just like Shane. Oh my God. Wait, oh, oh, every time, every time she sounds just like Shane. Like every time <laughs> Melody spoke, people were freaking out at how much. Now I would also like to think part of it is the writing, you know, the lines were lines that you could see. Shane saying, but excellent. The execution verbiage to work with. (laughs) Yeah. The execution was spot on, Melody. I can't help the fact that I am very good at impressions. I feel like you need a character reel that's just you doing L word characters. (laughs) 
Yeah, some people came up to me afterwards like, what the fuck? Why don't you do characters? Like, why Are you repped? Like, why aren't you acting? Like, what's going on? I'm like, no, I guess I just like doing impressions for my girlfriend and my friends. Like, for funsies. Maybe I could capitalize on it, huh? <laughs> um, thank you again to Maker's Mark. I know we shout them out a lot, but Maker's Mark truly an ally year round, not just during Pride. They sponsored this event, uh, snuck them into the script at one point, you know. Yeah. That was nice. Uh, Such a good script. So much fun. It was, um, yeah, I mean, I will always look back on it because <laughs> a lot of people were asking will you do it again naomi and i have talked about putting it up um on zoom so people can attend no matter where you live because i know a lot of people who aren't in new york had fomo i mean this show sold out in less than 24 hours so we know there's a demand and i think we will uh do it again covid has kind of put a little bit of a of a damper on that though i thought maybe we could squeeze in a zoom one before the holidays but i feel like there's chaos right now but also maybe a no more maybe a return to zoom though maybe people want to be back on zoom we'll see we'll see we'll keep you posted on that but i think at the very least we'll do it next year so yes that was our gayest thing Uh, uh, honorable mention to i sub benedetta so you don't have to or you do have to thanks for the i don't know that. I yeah will not. it's very triggering i just want to let anybody who wants to see it know that uh warning uh sexual assault trigger like so bad i had i had to turn away at parts in this movie if you are okay with that this movie is intense in a lot of ways am i glad i saw it yes would i see it again i don't think so it's extra in every way, which is kind of what you expect from this director who also directed Showgirls. It's, you know, yes, a lot of lesbian content, a lot of interesting choices in, in lesbian sex. Uh, I can't even say because it would be a spoiler, but you'd be like, dear Lord. Uh, it was a fun movie to see with friends um, because it was like an hour of solid jokes afterwards. Um, just really trying to unpack everything that had just happened. So, uh, and I don't know, I say it like everybody's familiar, but when I tell people I saw Benedetta, they're like, what is that? It is based on a true story about a, an Italian nun back in the 1500s who was claimed to be experiencing all these like miracles, like the stigmata and whatever, and was like married to Jesus or telling everyone she was, and then was also having sex with another nun, but saying that Jesus made her do it. Uh, And, you know, the Lord works in mysterious ways. I know that's the reason why I have sex with women. Jesus made me do it every time. I'm like, I just good at following directions from our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny that that's based on a true story. And then the last movie I saw is about like Princess Diana. And it's like, this is a fable. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And that seems much more realistic than the insanity that is uh, Benedetta. So it's in limited theaters right now. But again, you know, stay home, folks. (laughs) Stay home. Yeah, limit your exposure to the Omicron variant and also your exposure to Benedetta. Yes. How about that? Let's all stay put. <laughs> Any Anything else, Gay, that, that you want to give a shout out to? 
Well, like I said, I am in Austin, Texas right now. Um, had two solid, or not even, like I got in Wednesday night, had a good full solid day Thursday. It's now Friday morning. Allie woke up with symptoms. Um, luckily, we're traveling with the nurse. She got tested. We all tested negative except for Allie, who so clearly has COVID. And so now I need to figure out what to do. I'm stranded. But we luckily were able to get in some fun activities, one of them being dancing at the Broken Spoke. And the Broken Spoke is an interesting place. <laughs> it is a historic dance hall. Live music and boot scooting plus beer and chicken fried steaks since 1964. Okay, that's the Sounds description. Great. Um, like Willie Nelson played there. Like a lot of like country icons have played there. It's very old. Um, and it's just funny. Like if you go and look at the <laughs> Yelp reviews, they're very mixed and they're just as mixed as my feelings because like you go there every Thursday night, they have dance lessons where um, they teach you how to line dance and two step. And then just the woman who leads it is wildly problematic. Like there's reviews from girls who go like on a girl's trip and try to take dance lessons, but were like subject to very offensive racist um body shaming comments from this woman truly it was just an off her rocker southern woman um doing a stand-up set and occasionally teaching dance no. moves <laughs> it was it was awful not the kind of place you want to be openly gay in um but like i was there with a bunch of southerners like my friends who are originally from texas um ali like ever maynard everyone was like super into all the music so i like got up and i did dance with them a few times but it was like we were i was dancing two women you know just yelling like, no homo the dancing whole time? like <laughs> just so completely gay in front of people and it was like a challenge for me but uh i eventually did it because i wanted Allie to have a good time um but then i got home and i had to read the reviews and i just want everyone to see what i put myself through just go to yelp and read the reviews for the broken spoke it's like so weird when you want to participate in a culture and like you know hold your judgment for some right. things being like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here as a visitor, but also I'm gay, <laughs> you know, like, or like I'm queer. How do I be both things? You know, how do I appreciate this culture while also be myself? Like very tricky. Um, so I was so excited. We were like, let's get it. We had had enough eventually. <laughs> like we're like, let we, okay, we've, we've done it. We've did our cultural duty. Let's just go to a bar on the East side. Like, amongst you know regular folk and wouldn't you know it the first person i ran into was a patron of this very oh, podcast shout out shout out to jesse in austin texas for making me look so cool in front of my friends Love it. <laughs> approached us immediately was like oh my god is your name melody and you host taking out amazing so it was so good to see jesse that's after amazing. like this like very stiff uncomfortable fun it was so weird having fun but not fun at the same yeah. time <laughs> and dancing in front of a lot of old texans like you'll see on the reviews for yelp if you do look it up just like an ancient old southern white-haired mean woman runs the joint who like berated us on our way yeah. in just really set the tone um Jeez. so so happy to see jesse gayest thing running into jesse 
that makes me really sad <laughs> that places like uh, in Atlanta, when I lived there, the three-legged cowboy was uh, like a country western gay bar that had free line dancing lessons that were led by Pepper, this butch dyke who uh, kept her... That sounds Kept better. her blackberry in a holster on her side. <laughs> but she had two. No. She had two holsters. Open yeah. carry blackberry? <laughs> it was hardcore holster. And, and Pepper, you know, was really didn't shame anyone made everyone feel welcome like i'm really bad at following choreography but even i could learn a line dance from from pepper uh so r.i.p three-legged cowboy bring it back somebody uh yeah but we're not here to talk about sounds more our country speed. western music no. oh my god that's so funny because we're here to talk about rap music yes. music i'm actually a fan of music i can actually dance to holy shit i love our guests so much i consistently dance to this music <laughs> <laughs> and so we were so excited to hear that she had wanted to come on the podcast we originally were gonna dyke out about rap we threw on the word rainbow because this person is a human yes, rainbow. in every way. Her hair is every color of the rainbow. Today we are diking out with New York rapper Day Burger about rainbow rap. Day is a hard-hitting MC who mixes food, raw sex positivity, bubblegum sweetness, and the most slick rhymes. Day got her start as a backup dancer for Lil Mama before launching her rap career in the 2010s. Her music has been featured on HBO's Insecure and in all of my Spotify playlists for the last uh, seven years. She has a new album out now, Back in Your Mouth, with its first single, I Love You, featuring Paperboy Prince, Let's Go. Day Burger, thank you so much for joining us today. We finally have you on. I feel like I've been yes. waiting months for this because we did have some scheduling issues, but I'm so we excited. Did, we did. <laughs> I think but today's the day. Our original recording with you was, I think, going to be the day after your song was on Insecure. Wu Child was on Insecure, <laughs> and I was so excited so to just like geek out with you about that. That's so exciting. Congratulations. I'm still excited yeah. about it. People are still seeing it and hitting me up about it. So I'm still geeking out too. So good. <laughs> Congratulations. Also, such a great music video for anybody who hasn't seen your music video for that. Yeah, we're big Housewives so fun. fans here. So obviously, we could tell you might be too from we that music need, I was video. Say, it looks like we need our own season or something. Yeah. Franchise because we'll, I'll hold the apple. Yes. <laughs> yes. And a burger. Burger one here, and apple. Here. Yes. A burger, yes. No, switch it up. Make it a burger for everyone. Love it. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite franchise? Uh, Atlanta, of course, they yeah. just serve it up so good and messy, but, um, I haven't <laughs> caught much of the others, but it looks like it gets so messy. So that's why in the video, we had a little messy scene too. Cause you know, one minute they're crying and they're hugging each other. They're fighting. Yeah. So very. It was fun to play Mimi that game. and Kim, I could tell. <laughs> very much so, you know, just a little reference there. Loved it <laughs> so much. Mm -hmm. we, Thanks, guys. Yeah, you also have a new album out this week. It yeah. just came out. Back in your mouth, so good. I've been listening to it nonstop. Yeah. It's so much fun. It makes me want to, yeah, party. 
with my friends. <laughs> taking like, that boot, boot thing, yes. taking that thing around the room. Yes, because I am a big boob bitch too. And I was like, oh, okay. a song just for us. <laughs> and you know, that song is for everyone, really. Yes. It's, it's just like, uh, whatever you got, that's your thing. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. Shake it. Mm-hmm. I love Do it. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like you have so much going on too. Like uh, your your video with a uh, paperboy prince, who's also another yeah. very colorful New York character Ooh. who we love, love to see. Kid. Oh my gosh, yeah. I one of my favorite Instagram follows. The things they do for the community is just so awesome as well. Mm-hmm. So I love to see yes. the message and yes. the inclusiveness that it brings. So then that's how I see myself as well. So when once we connected, it was just you know that's it made sense yeah of course such a fun song oh yeah so you're in la right now right i'm home this is my very home burger studio i'm in new york okay i wasn't sure i was in la for three months i was out there for three months got you okay okay yeah trying it on for size (laughs) it fits well cinderella you know Mm -hmm. you like it I do. I really do like it. But uh, this New York is my home and my home base. Yeah. So I'll, oh, even if I moved or stayed there, I would always be coming back to New York. Your sound is very New York. I When I moved from Chicago to New York yes. in 2017, I remember like trying to s- listen to new music to get me in the... <laughs> zone i don't know i was listening to that's when i first started listening to you i was listening to soft serve a lot oh my god just like (sighs) i love soft serve yeah so (laughs) fun i've been like a huge fan ever since i was so excited when your team reached out uh ready to get into it wait before we get into anything we do have to ask you a question carolyn do you want to ask a question let's do it i get to ask you get to ask Yes. Come on, Carolyn. What you got? <laughs> Dayburger, we have to know what's the gayest thing you did this week? The gayest thing I did this week does getting red wine wasted and watching Netflix with the puppies count for anything? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Pets in general. It's the perfect winter activity. Yeah. And the wine was kicking and yeah. the pups were chilling and it, it was great. Sounds... I it felt a bit, you know. That's so good. Oh, man. Yeah. Jealous much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, I got to get my cat and some wine for after this. It's uh- <laughs> a go. It's the perfect night. I don't know if you ever watched The L Word, but one thing we always say on this podcast is um, it was the most unrealistic thing about a show about lesbians is that none of them had pets. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Mind blow yeah i mean no Dave, one had, Dana had a cat pets. and they killed the cat off very oh, yeah, early yeah, on yeah mm-hmm. and then it was they said no more animals for us so, we yeah. took the death we dealt with the death yes. we couldn't take anymore i guess <laughs> true <laughs> there are a lot of animals being killed on that show now that i think about it but that's yeah, not what we're going to talk about yeah <laughs> they gotta chill <laughs> oh man so, yeah, uh, L.A., three months in L.A. I feel like most New Yorkers who like L.A. always say but they want to be bicoastal. It's hard to just, like, straight up leave New Jump York, in right? There, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it is la-la land. So yeah. being from New York, I feel like I, I'm able to navigate it because it's like you can dodge the fake Cause you know, the fate can never catch me anyway. So <laughs> it's happening out there, but uh, I've learned to just move accordingly. And I guess that's just the New York in me. So sometimes it's like, it's cool out here, but 
you know, I want to go home. I want to go to the bodega. Like, I want to go eat a bacon, egg, and cheese. I just want to, like, feel like home Yeah, sometimes. you can't so. get a chopped cheese out there. <laughs> can you? Tamale. <laughs> Tamale. I know you just didn't. <laughs> if you can, you got to, who knows where you got to go for it. It's just not available, like, out here, yeah. you know? Yeah. I need to walk two two blocks down and, like, have bodega heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Before we dive into our topic and talk about like rap at large, let's talk about you. You yes. grew up in New York. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Yes. Okay. Uh, my name's Daneen, but I go by Day. So Day Burger. A lot of people like to say die. Mm-hmm. And I get it. There's an I there, but it's Day. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, growing up, I've always been like into fashion into dancing. I would always make up dances with my friends and things like that. So I was kind of always a creative just in that sense alone. And I don't know, I've just honed in on it. I turned it into my own brand, making music, just using my linguistic skills to, you know, be a wordsmith and my own artist. And uh, I used the internet and Twitter and YouTube in the early days. And it worked for me. It kicked off and people were really receptive of it and glad to hear a new sound and see like a new face. Yeah. Kind of not caring. That's when I had a big mohawk. Ooh, yes. Blue lips. It it was crazy, but in the best way possible. So a lot of people didn't understand it, but it still, you know, was interesting. They couldn't look away. So (laughs) I kept dishing it out, dishing it out. And here I am still just dishing it out. We're taking it. We want more. That's all I know how to do. All I know how to do is be myself. And that includes dishing it out. Yes. Were were you always (laughs) into the bright color? I'm just obsessed with the aesthetic here. Uh, (laughs) Growing up, I used to paint my nails, do little flowers on them. I love colors. I have every color nail polish. I have every color shoe. I have to have every color of everything, you know, because I can't just pick one. You know, some people are obsessed with one color. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with them all. So... Lately, I've just been jumbling them up even more because it's all it looks fun. It's aesthetically just makes me feel magical. Yeah. And you, you have a beauty line, too, right? Of products. I do. Yeah. Yes. I, I was taking. Makes sense. Yes. I was looking at it. And I'm like, I think I need this to, to compliment the hair. <laughs> yes. I got to send you guys something. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That's Let's amazing. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's get gay about rap. Well, do you remember the first rap uh, artist or album you loved or that you found inspiring? The first one I loved was Notorious K.I.M. by Little Kim. Yeah. And yeah. that's the iconic <laughs> one with the pink cover. And she's oh, like, yeah. Oh. Hair's blowing. And, iconic. Oh, man. I lost it. And I had the edited version because, you know, that was... <laughs> I, I think I was... I can't even remember what grade it was, but I was so young that it had to be the... The edited version. Yeah. And sometimes I still sing the raps with the curse parts missing because that's how embedded it was in my head. The edited version. It's like. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. Did you find yourself more drawn to uh, to female rappers? Always. Yeah. Yes. Like I love Trina. Mm-hmm. I even love Kaya. I love <laughs> upcoming female. Rap. I just. I, but also not only rap. Just girl groups in general, obsessed yeah. with like TLC, Spice Girls. Oh, let's not go down the Spice Girl rabbit hole. Cause listen, <laughs> Wait, can Spice we? Girls. <laughs> I, 
Because I feel like all five of them in one, like, I am scary. I am baby. Yes. I am posh. Yeah. I am ginger and a side of 40. You really you know, are. Just, yeah. You heard it here first. Spice woman. The one woman. Yeah, <laughs> spice woman. <laughs> spice. I'm just spice. Yeah. <laughs> Coming at you. <laughs> spice girl. <laughs> yeah. How old were you when you heard that Lil' Kim album? I'm trying to paint a picture. Uh, it was definitely late grade school, like maybe going into high school or before. It, I just know young enough where it had to be still the edited version, yeah, you yeah. know? Right. So it's like, I couldn't just be like saying my, you know, she, yeah. she was talking on there, boy. She, Kim was coming <laughs> real hard, so... Yeah. But I also just remember, like, I still have CDs from those days. I was a big, like, CD girl. I needed yeah. old, the Spice Girl CD come out, go to Virgin Megastore. Like, I need my CDs. For my binder. <laughs> like, yeah, yes, for my big ass binders. <laughs> oh, yeah, a little flip book. Mm-hmm, on right. But, man, those things still take up space. Yes. As they should. <laughs> in my life and in my heart. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be so exciting, though, to go to Virgin Megastore and pick out something. When I would go visit New York, even though I had like media plays and Best Buys out where I live, mm-hmm. I can't, I'm like, I gotta go to the Virgin Megastore mm-hmm. and buy myself a CD if I'm in New York. That's like... It was a lifestyle. Yeah. Literally. And then they would bring people for meet and greets and stuff. Oh, it was just so good. And they could buy toys and can't, like good stuff. It was just so awesome. It, like, there's really no equivalent for that right now, right? I feel like we're missing mm-hmm. that part of like what was the music experience and the excitement around like a, a release and, and all of that. Yeah. Totally. Streaming killed Virgin Megasaurus. Yeah. yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Moment of sound. Yeah. At the same time, though, I guess streaming gives a chance for a lot of people who wouldn't have access to it otherwise to, to have right, access and people right. to discover you. So I guess it's like a it's double a gift edge. and a curse. Right. right. Yeah. Totally. I remember reading Lil' Kim said she, like in an interview a few years ago, that she wanted to be a gay icon. <laughs> Do you see her <laughs> well, as one? she executed yeah. it. <laughs> She's executed that. She is, I mean, I love Nicki Minaj and the new school era too, but Kim Kimberly Jones is a fashion is the fashion icon. And still to this day, she really that girl could dress her ass. So she is so hood rich and fly. And I can't take it. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> she got smacked. And aside from that, lyrically, like just lyrically, you know, since it's a rap episode, like the bars, the things she says, it's just she's an icon. Mm-hmm. Are there any like queer rappers out right now that you think are making waves that our listeners should maybe like know about besides yeah. Lil Nas X who we all and know about yourself <laughs> and yourself that's mainstream. and and also I feel like Doja Cat kind of fall she she blurs the lines and plays with it so and she's an ally if not included you know so yeah I, and I, I love how she delivers her art she I feel like she gets it in a different way you know so Doja Cat does it in Little Nas X, of course. And he, you know, he really is putting it all out there. And that's great. Some people have their opinions about it, but I just love people being themselves. So another friend and ally of mine, Cakes the Killer. Y'all familiar yes. with Cakes the Killer? Yeah, she's played. Mm-hmm. 
that's a buddy and a friend. We have some songs together as well. Right. And we do a lot of the same bills. So shout out to my niece, Cakes, TT the Artist. Are you guys familiar? Yeah. Isn't TT on Wu Child? She's on Wu yeah, Child. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That is one of my best friends and mentors. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's T.T. <laughs> and her, her catalog, if you're a Dayburger fan, you're a T.T. Yes, fan I was going to say. <laughs> that you can't prefer one without the other because the music's just so bootylicious and bubblicious and good. And um, right. she she just puts on for women as well in the arts and music. Mm-hmm. So you're music both is just so sex positive so body positive <laughs> like your personas too as well like you tweeted recently just like i love my fupa and i was just like yeah that's oh, yeah. i love this <laughs> this is what i need sometimes i try to press it down but it comes back and it's like all right i love you too yeah like. i i love it so much i just feel like women or just like rappers are able to be more feminine, more queer lately. Like it's just, it's getting mm-hmm. so exciting. Did you watch uh, Rhythm and Flow? Oh, uh, yes, I did catch that one. Yeah. Cakes actually was on it too. He was there a couple rounds. Yeah. I, was, I was like, yes, yeah, Like it was exciting to see all mm-hmm. that and how it's playing out in the industry right now. I, I just think right, it's like totally. a really exciting time for rap uh, in that respect. And I guess that is the good side of streaming. Like it's just so much more accessible for queer people to find. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. When we talk about, like, rap, maybe it back... And like the 90s and stuff, like it's come a long way in terms of queer visibility and having uh, artists who can come out as queer and have a career and have people who aren't queer who want to collaborate them. How was it watching that change and also being a part of that? Yeah, I was going to say watching it, but watching it from my outer body experience. Yeah. Just uh. I don't know. It was it was great times. It was I'm from Queens, but that was a time when I moved to Brooklyn. And I don't know. It was just it, it was a different scene collaborating. And it was almost like 
we were partying, but it was the hipsters mixed with kind of some hood people mixed with kind of some queer creatives, like, and we're all just in one room partying with each other, becoming friends and like forming almost kind of like an underground family, you know, and, um, we just use the internet, the internet, like we say, kind of a gift and a curse, but the gift in it is if you use the platforms and you use it correctly and consistently, you'll get results. And I'm just a prime example of that. You know, we just documented it all. I was doing all the shows and just doing videos in my Brooklyn apartment shot by my best friend, edited by my best friend, you know, and uh, people were receptive to it. So we're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Give them some more. And so I, I have a rabbit hole of videos. Oh, my gosh. And they all they all are true to me. Like they were either probably directed by me, curated by me or with my friends, like calling in favors and just being an artist at all costs, you know? Yeah. I want to know more about your process in terms of writing and everything like you know, when, when do ideas hit you or do you like sit down and get it all down? Or are you more like in the moment while you're recording, just like vibing? It can go, uh, all, all the, all the above because, uh, I have been doing it for a while. So it used to start with, I had to write it down and be sure and like get my verbiage and my things right, which is what attributed to my sound because I was being so, you know, intentional my words and what I was saying. Yeah. But uh, with time, I'm able to kind of like I can freestyle so I can just go on the spot, hear a beat and like, OK, this beat makes me think of mangoes. Let me write a song called Mangoes right now. <laughs> and then I talk about how much I love and how delicious mangoes are, you know, so it's like I use the music to kind of trigger an idea or I use an idea to trigger a beat, if that makes sense. Like I'm like, OK, I want to talk about sunglasses. I tell my producer and then they kind of now they making a cool sound because I'm talking about sunglasses. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a collaborative thing. I love my, my producers. I love working with just creating new sounds and new things. Yeah. From scratch. A lot of the music I do is built from scratch normally. Like I do have people just send me beats and I love them. And I'm like, OK, I'm going to make a song to this because I, I like it. But I love when I'm able to just start from nothing pull a song out of the air like music isn't that crazy that's great <laughs> like you just make music appear like yeah have you ever tried to like jump on the drum machine <laughs> i haven't i've done a one two but i'm very good at uh dictating a sound yeah I, i'm true to it i'm a great ear and i help compose but i'm I don't, whatever they doing it's on the computer. Magic. God bless them. Yeah. They, they are killing it. <laughs> I watch some friends on like the MPC sometimes just like, I don't get how your brain works, but it is. Shout out to the engineer. Beautiful. Yeah. Cool to watch. <laughs> you're also such like a, a visual artist too. When you're writing songs, are you also like simultaneously thinking like, how does this execute in a video or like, what am I seeing along with these words? It does. It comes to me in flashes. Sometimes it hits me like an epiphany. It's uh, sometimes it comes down the line. It really just comes with the music and the space I'm in, I guess, at the time, you know, because now I want to do a song called Mangoes. So if you hear it, you get what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I run with mangoes. And it's like, yeah, she did it. She said she was going to. 
Do a mango song. I was thinking I want to see that video. And then, <laughs> yeah, right, I know. now you want to see what, what does mangoes give, you know? <laughs> um, was there ever a time where you were like not necessarily like censoring yourself, but was there any hesitation to be like queer in your lyrics at all? Or was there any? Uh, I just talk, you know, I, I, I call it talking my shit. Mm-hmm. I can curse on here, right? Yeah. And I talk my shit. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. I get out. Yeah. My bag. yeah. <laughs> I guess I never looked at it like that. I didn't, my mission wasn't like, let me, be a queer artist like right. it, yeah. it didn't happen that way I was just talking if I say like I'm with my my baddies and we rubbing booties like that's because that's what we doing you get what I'm saying like I'm not saying it's like let me think of something that would make people think you know it's just that's my life that's what we you know so yeah I never felt a need to censor anything have I when I first was starting though uh, maybe different managers trying to like find my route or like get help along the way. Some people would say, oh, you know, maybe you should tone this down or tone that down. Like my looks because I had absurd hair, but I loved, first of all, my hair was everything. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, so I wasn't going to change anything. And as far as the music, like I liked talking raunchy because also, no one else was doing that. So it's like, well, I feel like I'm saying things people maybe are afraid to say or don't have the confidence to say. So let me give them that confidence to say it. Like, we can talk about being a big boo bitch. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. We can talk about uh, partying all night till we, like, pass out or something because it happens, you know? But I was just saying what people may be afraid to say. And censored or muted nah yeah. i don't think that stuff will really happen you know it was Not actually right here it was cakes actually uh who got me thinking about that when i was watching rhythm and flow because i remember cardi uh-huh. cardi b made a big deal out of him being a homosexual man just like right. you're, like, you're she, gonna have yeah. to be really careful like be careful like watch yourself but mm-hmm. then like but she was also saying like be well but be it so it's like it was confusing but then right. she also like completely embraced london b who like made it to the finals too mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. like is it like harder for like male rappers to be mm-hmm. more queer than like are they more policed and like I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. People love it. Oh, you're a lesbian. You kiss girls. Right. Oh, that's hot. Can, can we do it again? Can we watch? Like they want. They want to see it. Mm-hmm. Whereas when it's the guys, like I was like, oh, oh, my eyes, the children, oh, everything. Right. Like you know, and they take everything so sexual, and it's you know, it's it's more than that. Right. Yeah. That show got <laughs> me thinking about it. It was like, yeah, there's so much progress, but still like a little imbalanced. Um. There it is. It is. But you know what? As a woman, you know, we have our own adversity. So the males, they're going to let them <laughs> fight, fight you a little bit of battles. We got a whole bunch of things to worry right. about. You'll be fine. Women, so, yeah, good. Y'all be all right. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Love you guys. Yeah. It also seems like a lot, like especially music videos and stuff that we're used to seeing women um, getting sexual with each other, but more like Mm -hmm. for men to enjoy and not really, it's like not in a queer context, but it's always been celebrated to have women, you know, like, yeah. 
not wearing much clothes and dancing up on each other and uh, you know making fetish, out or whatever fetish, yeah fetishize fetish that one's the, always the hardest for me to say yes yeah. i don't even try <laughs> anymore fetish okay <laughs> it's a fe- it's a fetish yeah <laughs> yeah and i mean i i get it like it's maybe it's more appealing to the eye but beauty's in the eye of the beholder so what looks great to some might make others not you know feel the same so do you feel, though, that that makes it hard for people to take your sexuality seriously? Because a, a lot of times people will be like, oh, yeah, sure. Like you like women like that. But it's like for our attention. Right. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> no. And that's the point. The message I do is yeah. gratification. Yeah. I'm doing it because I feel liberated by it. I feel this is what makes me feel powerful and strong you know so it's like reclaiming it taking it back you know what they deem not you you know what they put on it but just showing like nah like I own it actually yeah I feel like that's like no matter what you do for a living that men will just kind Mm -hmm. of assume that you're doing it like for their consumption <laughs> they think you walk into the corner store in sweatpants for them you yeah. know it's like i can't even so now i'm just talking about it. it's like well deal with it and i'm you know yeah now, yeah not, everything's not for you i mean maybe some people do move with that intention but at some point i guess it's a self-gratification thing as well so yeah be free and awesome <laughs> Is there any like dating going on um, in the rap scene? Like, because we're coming from a comedy community where there's like comedians dating each other and it gets messy. Is mm, like, mm. do you see any of that? We just want gossip. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we hear so much about like the the dating lives of um, straight rappers, like both male and female. But you never hear like, what is it like for like a queer woman rapper to be dating? Right. Well, I don't know among celebrities and other stuff, but just in the scene alone, it's very, when they say it's a small world. So it's like, you could think you're meeting someone new and y'all are hitting it off, but then you find out they actually, one of your friends, like cousin's ex-boyfriend or like someone close to you who's, and it's just like, oh, they connected. And so it's a lot of that, a lot of cross connection so I think that's where it gets difficult because then it's like oh you like someone but you don't want to step on someone else's toes and so it's, it's just yeah it's, it's a small community so I don't know I, I travel a lot so I have friends and <laughs> I have, friends. Ha- have had boo things all around the world you know so yeah. do you get a lot of listeners like sliding into your dms or uh, not as much as you would think yeah. I'm, I'm a very uh in-person kind of person so it's not till people like actually see me and like vibe out with me in real life and it's like yeah. and I need to do the same you know to vibe out with someone so it's like some people when they catch the vibe it's like I'm like oh hey <laughs> we needed to be in person to like enjoy this because sliding in dms is like you can't get a full feel for everybody for sure know? yeah I need real life energy mm-hmm. <laughs> are you um performing in person these days um or Uh, like it's such a crazy weird time for live music in general 
live you literally just got tested for covid right before we yeah. started this interview <laughs> i literally did it's been so crazy i love performing so much and covid obviously took a big strike against that you know i had to take a big pause mm-hmm. big break learn how to do live stream and set up you know i had to change my whole life around to still cater to content and my craft without yeah catching covid and being in the streets so it was difficult, but it feels really good to kind of be getting back to normal because in L.A. I did have some shows and they were all major and all awesome. And it's just like, you know, feeding the bear, yeah, and, yeah the vampire. And I was just revived because uh, I, I needed that. I, I need the stage. I, I live off of energy. Right. I'm an energy vampire, you know, so. It felt good. It felt good. I'm hoping things to get better, but it's looking touch and go out here. It really is. Ugh, I want to come to a live show of yours. I feel like that would just be oh man, so much fun. You like, would dance your hiney like off. you at elsewhere yes. or something like that. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I think have I done elsewhere? You have. I feel like that's uh-huh. like the perfect. I might have. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> We're going to plan something. I, I I don't have anything lined up in New York right now, but I probably should in the new year. And I think I'll be back in L.A. soon for a show as well. Nice. Well, California, not Los Angeles, but California. So keep you posted. Yes, please. Yes, please. You know, you're so big on just like fully embracing yourself and being authentic to who you are and not letting anybody's like judgment hold you back. How do you mm-hmm. feel, though, about people um in the business who are still closeted who are like beloved by so many people but they're afraid to really be their like authentic self oh you know that it sucks and you know everybody's different because some people deal with other issues whether it's mental or family things and so you never really know someone's story so I don't I also don't judge right because you just never know what someone is going through and, uh, and and the means behind it. But you can only encourage and hope they one day, you know, be, see the light for themselves. But I, I don't judge. Yeah. Are you thinking about Queen Latifah? I am. I'm, uh, you're always I, thinking about Queen Latifah. I'm, always, I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but she does. Isn't she? Mar- she, she is. She, she yeah. is. But it, it's like everyone always kind of knew it. She's not saying it out loud. And, I, it was and never that's her, yeah, right. That, that's her choice. You know, I don't think everybody mm-hmm. has to come out on the cover of a magazine or anything, but I think since people already pretty much assume pretty much knew, it, it's mm-hmm. not like she wasn't partnered up with, with other women, her, right. her whole career. So I just wonder like, had she embraced it, she would have been maybe even like a bigger gay oh, yeah. icon. Like, yeah, yeah she right. would have been like a leader, but not everybody wants that. So like you said, you don't know people's yeah. business, so you can't judge them, whatever, but it always makes me think like of a world in which I'm sorry, but her living single character was gay. That's what I wanted. She could have been a better voice for for us and right. the people coming up behind her. As right. Well. Yeah. yeah. I but the scrutiny, being under scrutiny makes it harder too. you know, imagine being like a celebrity back then. Not the same as being a celebrity now, but like, you know, but oh, right. celebrities were actually celebrities. Right. Like, and, it, you know, so it couldn't have been now when people are telling you. 
you should say or come out or that. And it's like, well, now, you know, it makes it harder to do it on your own terms. Sure. So. Yeah. Same for yeah. Missy Elliott. Like she. But she, I was going to say, get, but now it's time. We ready now. Yeah, Can you tell us now? Let's go. Like uh, what it, Missy Elliott, all she did with gossip folks that uh, came out in what, right. like early 2000s. All she mm-hmm. needed to have was that lyric that was like, I heard the bitch was married to Tim and started fucking with Trina. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. that's all I, I needed to know. I hung on to that. She to sneak it in a little. She winked right. at us. A little. <laughs> but now we have rappers said, like, how you doing? Yeah, you, we got rappers <laughs> like you now just like being so unabashedly queer and it's just, yeah, so exciting. I don't beautiful? have to go with a magnifying glass on like genius.com on the lyrics, trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to decipher yeah. these lesbo hieroglyphics. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly it. Hidden in rap form. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also feel like it makes room for just like so much more creativity. I don't know. When, when I listen to uh, queer rappers, I'm listening to the lyrics. I'm like, this is like very refreshing for me to listen to to hear right. like men you can relate ra- yeah men rap about men and women rap about women or people who don't fit into those categories just mm-hmm. uh, talking about things that are a little bit more uh like with the times and mm-hmm. not not so um f- following you know old societal norms it's like that's awesome to hear yeah times have really changed and it's kind of great to see so that's why i also say with like queen latifah and the missies right it was probably like it might have changed their livelihood because that's a time where labels you know support you if you bring all this unwarranted attention as they might have considered it you know you might get things pulled from you or stuff at that time so now it's like at a time where it is included and it is okay. And nobody can is as faulted as back then, you know? Right. Yeah. That's good and, and, but we ready to know now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think it it's just the rap genre, like even pop music, which you think would be more like open and accepting of queer. It mm-hmm. wasn't until recently that we really had like queer pop artists like coming out of the woodwork and really like owning yeah. it and being out of it it was just you know for so long it felt like uh the the gatekeepers in the industry were like yeah, they were they were they were at the door with their arms crossed yeah 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 but now you can go on tiktok yeah now we have youtube tiktok phones and everything in between laptops computers tablets that allow you to be a pop star from your living room so yeah. scoot right around those gatekeepers <laughs> It's a beautiful thing, a gift and a curse, of course. But Mm -hmm. if you use the gift right, you know, it's abundant. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Do you hear from queer fans about the the impact that your music has had on them? All the time, all the time. I love my fans and it's so crazy. Like I have like, you know, my day ones, my like true following. And it's it's so crazy to me because, you know, I'm really just a girl from Queens who started doing stuff and like just a girl learned from how to <laughs> just a girl from Queens who figured it out how to be cool and visible and it worked. So to see like it impact people and make people want to like have fun and be free and be them true selves. It's dope. It's dope. It's what fuels me really, you know? Yeah. What's your sign? <laughs> I didn't Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. We the ones. You the most fun ones. 
Okay, oh, yeah. we love it. I just, you know, <laughs> always ask at random points. And I yeah. <laughs> haven't asked a guest in a long time. Are you proud of me? Yeah. <laughs> are, are you into astrology? Uh, I know I dabble. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, you you a Scorpio? Whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, just like little things like that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I guess I kind of know everybody a little bit. But you just, I go based off energy and people, you know? So it's like, I wouldn't like meet someone I'm digging and they'd be like, oh yeah, I'm a Sag. And I'm like, a Sag? Oh no, we're (laughs) done here. Nice meeting you. Like, I don't do that, you know? (laughs) Good, good. Because that's too much. You'll get a pass. Yeah. With so many different ways for people to get music out, like sometimes it can be hard to know like where to look for new music like sometimes I'll even find myself Mm -hmm. just going to pitchfork and being like I feel like where I'm getting music is so random I don't Mm -hmm. know what everyone's listening to but where are the places you go to find new stuff and new inspiration oh I get it I'm it's gonna sound interesting but I really get it just from social media what's hot and what's hitting yeah because my catalog is very true to what I want to hear, when I want to hear it, how I want to hear it. I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> I don't listen to probably as much new stuff as I should that I get my dose on the internet. But um, I'm stuck in the 90s and the 2000s. I'm still yes. playing my throwback playlist. I'm st- it's, it's bad. It's really bad <laughs> how much I just love my old stuff. So um, I kind of stick to it and catch what's kind of trending on the gram and stuff, TikTok. And- Spotify is good for one. Like I'll choose like a right. vibe, and Spotify will uh, recommend. Keep going with yeah. Stuff. yeah, that's how I they found really you. Do play some good stuff. See, yeah, they they know how to like sync it up with things you like and stuff. So yeah, I really think it was like a Lakaley forty seven or something like radio that you like popped up on or something. I'm going pop up. Mm-hmm. I'm going pop up. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. TT's always on with you too. TT going pop up. Yeah. She's going pop up. <laughs> we going pop up. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was just thinking like Melody and I, we, we both do comedy. And when people are like, oh, like, who's your favorite comedian? I feel like when you ask people who are in it, it's like very different because it's like we spend most of our time with people um, who maybe like most of America hasn't haven't heard of. So I'm like mm-hmm. naming, and people like, oh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I'm like, well, they're the funniest person in New York, uh, but they, they're not on HBO. <laughs> so you're never going <laughs> to. To right. know it's and, hard for comedians yeah. too. That's a, a lifestyle of its own trying to navigate. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Wish there was a <laughs> yeah Spotify for comedy that people used more to help <laughs> discover right. comedians. That, why don't you create it? Okay. Create a comedy app or something. <laughs> Let's get this money, ladies. I know. I want my um little uh, fondest You get your thing. cut, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> Because we're going to be rich. We are. I really I think so. I mean, yeah, create it. If there isn't a platform, you make one. I just need you to record after we're done with this. Just like 10 affirmations for me. You have the best energy through yeah. the Zoom, I feel it. Through the Zoom. It's radiating. I need to wake up and listen to you. I mean, I listen to your music all the time, but yeah, you're so inspirational, truly. Thank you. Thank you. You have this album that just came out. What are what's next? Are you 
going to be like focusing on promoting it? Uh, yeah, it's rollout time. So I have all these videos to push and I'm going to be shooting some more and just uh, focusing on content and just staying visible and staying uh, engaged because that's part of who I am. I'm an only child, so <laughs> yeah. I need to engage yes. or I'll build a castle. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to engage. So that's always my main priority is just how to stay linked up, doing shows if and when I can now, and uh, just keeping keeping everything going, you know? Yeah. And get back to L.A. And get back to, <laughs> get LA, back to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't leave us. Uh, <laughs> I'll be back, but I got to go. It's getting cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know? Are the people you grew up around, like friends and family, like, are they all like, of course, this is your life they right knew. now. They, they knew it would be. Yeah. Nobody yeah. is shocked. No one's yeah. surprised. Everyone kind of knew. Uh, when I graduated high school, I... Kept dancing, kept doing my little side thing. And I ended up backup dancing for Little Mama. Oh, my God. that's what really kicked off. I wanted to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about that. I backup danced for Little Mama. That's my girl. And uh, that was amazing. That's when I really, uh, once that touring was done, because I was able to tour the U.S. with her. And uh, we opened for Chris Brown, Soldier Boy, Bow Wow. It's like a time you couldn't really even imagine, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was back up dancing with her. And after that, that's how I got my true taste of, you know, big stages and things like that. And that's when I honed in just on being day burger and like be, being a brand and just putting my craft out there. And, it, you know, it shaped who I am between that and then working at the Patricia Field Boutique in the Lower East Side. Nice. Y'all familiar? Yeah. Are y'all familiar? Yeah. 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 Talk about color. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I worked there for many, many years. That was also part of the Dayburger legacy. Yeah. Because people would come there. I would style them. They knew I, you know, I was kind of like a face of the store. Mm-hmm. Come by, hang out, have yeah. fun. Yeah. Wow. That makes so much awesome. sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> this is all true. You know, I worked damn near right under her for many years. So, uh, I learned a lot and I honed in on my fashion sense and skill and performed at a lot of the events we used to do there. So, you know, it just all shaped everything that's happening now. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I love that. Totally. Shout out to House of Phil. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I can see all the influence, uh, the dancing, fashion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, you know, uh, Patricia Field was like an inclusive store. We had shoes up to like size 15, 16. Yes. A lot of people in the drag scene, a lot of people who just want to try different things, corsets. We had things from $5 to $5,000, you know, like there was something there for everyone. And I would always make people find what they needed in there. So it was a good time. I I miss that store. I love that. Still great friends with Pat and they, they still have a showroom and stuff. And. I love them forever. I mean, I know that you have your hands full with music. And then you also, as we mentioned, you have your line of beauty products. Yeah. Clothing. Uh, Merch. Merch. But would you like consider a fashion? I I just, again, I feel like it'd be mm -hmm, incredible. I really should because also in high school, that was my thing. Like I was the girl who would paint jeans. 
So yes. let's say it's your birthday. You want your name and like some splash paint and like some patches or something. Like I was the jean girl. Yeah. And yeah, it was a thing for me. I used to, you know, have really cool stuff because I would make it myself or like embellish. I'm big on embellishing and upcycling. Yeah. So it was a lot of that going on. So if I did, it would be something maybe along those lines, customs and upcycling. Oh my God. House of day. Vintage turn, valuable, <laughs> you know. <laughs> would love that because what was it? Uh, a couple of Halloweens ago, um, we were doing a Halloween show and I was dressing up as a past guest of the podcast who was a, an Australian reality TV personality who is like very colorful in her look mm, and just cool. like all her outfits, super colorful. I went shopping for it, had mm-hmm. an impossible time finding clothing with I went to so many stores, oh multiple malls like I'm like, why Nothing isn't there just fun. like a line that is, you know. The bombs.com. Yeah. Are you familiar with B. I'm not, but now I'm writing it down. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you should. B-C-A-L-L-A. B. Cala used to dress me like back in the Patricia Field days as well. And we would carry their clothes in the store. Yeah. And they dressed everyone. And it's so sick and so inclusive and all handmade and all the bomb.com that we speak of. Oh, so, wow. This oh is gosh, great. I if I it. don't come out with something, I think B. Kyla got it online. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Wow. Is there anything else that you wanted to? I'm down for collaborations, too. I'm open to like, I, I like collaborating. I like working with people because like I said I'm a I dr- I'm driven off energy and working and dealing with other people so yeah right I'm always hoping if that comes up I will not decline you know <laughs> spread I, the word listeners yeah <laughs> there you have it feel, you just a bright Get future ahead of you like I'm so excited to continue to watch your career it's been exciting to feel like one of those fans that you know you like <laughs> kind of when you, y'all root yeah. me. Yeah. Get in on me. the ground up. Yeah. So yes. um yeah, I'm so excited we got to talk to you. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Where can people follow you on social media? It's Dayburger on all and most platforms, so YouTube to Spotify to the social media. But uh I do also just want to like talk about my need to give back and a foundation. uh, Well, it's like an initiative that I do. I've created and hope to continue. It's called where my girls and it's a music initiative for young women. Oh my God. And I've already hosted two of them and we pretty much bring young women in and we take them on a tour of the studio, show them some technical techniques. We show them some songwriting techniques and we map out songs and we record with them and get them in the booth and they learn so much and they have so much fun. So that's one of my goals and go to's as I grow is to keep giving back to young women. Like because like I said, an only child and, you know, it would have been dope to have a place where it's like you can learn things in a creative field. So. Just trying to do that as I can. I do it with the brewery studio, which is also my home studio. So they we came together and started this initiative and I would love to keep that going. So stay tuned for upcoming things. Yeah. We're my girls. You heard it here first. Check that out, everyone. (laughs) We going to whip it everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We're my girls with the red hair. That's you. Yes. We're my girls with the jet black. That's you. We're my (laughs) girls with the purple hair. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. You guys are great. 
I think I'm going to go back and listen to that interview myself just to cheer me up right now. Just yeah, happier times oh my with God. Dave Berger. Just early. Truly, Monday of this week, we are flying high. So inspired, truly, by our conversation. Like, we were... There was a pep in our yeah, stuff. Yeah, and also, again, like, right before... <laughs> The interview, we were delayed by five minutes because somebody was going over to today's place to do our rapid COVID test. Right. So. So. Well. Stay safe out here there. Here we are. Get tested. Here we are. Um, if you can. Um, yeah. Time for a listener question. Yeah, this one came from a listener who's new, but she heard about us from people talking about us at, at Henrietta Hudson. I wonder if those people were us. I wonder if it was us at Henrietta Hudson <laughs> I know. talking about Dyke. It was probably me aggressively handing out like cards at our yeah, watch parties. I feel like there's a little bit of a disconnect at the watch party that people, some people didn't realize that we also host the podcast. They're like, oh, they just keep talking about this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they just keep throwing that slur around um but you know however you come to us welcome thank you uh let, let's get yeah. into it all right i came out during covid and would love some honest thoughts about definitions of top bottom switch verse pillow princess etc and subtypes y'all were just talking about quote unquote social top and i feel like i need an org chart Okay. First, we're sorry to confuse that. Does anyone say social top but us? Maybe. I feel like it's That's, a great term. I feel like top, bottom, for all these types apply to everything from the bedroom to social situations to your jobs. There are tops and there are bottoms and everybody has a vital role to play. There is no bottom shaming. That's why we're going to get rid of the term pillow princess. It's not... It's not right, you know, unless unless you really are, yeah. unless the other person wants some and you're really being greedy. But uh, but if that's just your type, then, you know, right. you've got to find somebody who matches it. You can't two tops that that could be a struggle. You know, that's a bet. GG situation. Pillow princess. It feels like a dated term. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I haven't heard it since the aughts 2010s. Right more consistent. And it also makes it sound like to be a pillow princess or or a bottom that you have to be femme. And that's not necessarily the case. You don't know. People, yeah, know. I think it's it's harder to tell. People will surprise you when you learn who identifies as a top or uh, a bottom, but and then wait till you find out about a power bottom. <laughs> yes. Which I found out about you know? from past guest Erica Rose. Uh, and I didn't know what it meant, but she said she was looking for a power bottom. And I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I'll, and I'm like, how can I even, I'm going through all the single people I know. I'm like, how would I know who's a power bottom? That's like, this seems like a very specific mm -hmm. thing. My understanding of it is it, it's a, a bottom who, who likes to direct. Yeah, direct. In, drive yeah, yeah. things um um but then wait till you find out about a verse top a verse bottom i mean obviously we have yeah. verse. i i would say i'm a verse top will top yeah, or that bottom wasn't the question yeah. but i'm i think i'm a I, actually no i think i'm just like full full switch full switch at this point yes yeah, which i guess verse verse and switch are the same right 
they're the same. Um, you hear true verse a lot in the gay man on the grinder yeah. world. Switch is more maybe on Lex. I don't know. I truly haven't been single in so long. I could be wrong. I think some terms are actually the same thing, but some are just more popular in the gay men universe and then some are more popular with women so i do think that i hear more women say switch not to be so binary about it but and more men say verse um and then i feel like top and bottom are also more men but lesbians kind of and queer women Mm -hmm. kind of like took that and ran according to a 2018 survey by autostraddle switches make up over 50 percent of queer people we also obviously need to note all sexual dynamics between people look different. I don't, you know how I feel about labels in general. Yeah, it's um, hard. I mean, I feel like these labels can come in handy to know if you're going to be sexually compatible with someone. But sometimes you just like feel it out when, you know, like maybe with certain people you might be a top and then with other people you might... You know, you might think like, oh, I'm a top, I'm a top. And then you have sex with someone, you're like, oh, wait, no, I like, you know. Have had that experience. It's different with other people. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't get too too caught up in it. But I know, I think for the apps, this is where like knowing the definitions is is kind of important. But ask people what it means to them. Obviously, here we are floundering, really trying to answer this question (laughs) in a helpful way. And I think it's because it means different things to uh, to different people. So the the key to everything sexual is communication. Communication. I mean, I was in a situation where my friend group was trying to set up two lesbians. As I was watching this go down, I was like, there's no way this is going to happen. They just see- both seem like bottoms to me (laughs) um and i was right like it was like but no one like even talked to them about their sexual preference it was just like oh two single gals out on our night out let's see if they hit it off no they didn't and it was very uncomfortable (laughs) for them like um so they come in handy and then sometimes they don't and they can change over time hopefully that helps communicate all that jazz. Don't sweat it too much. There'll be new terms every day. Just Google the word and auto straddle and then something will come up. Just keep those TikTok apps yes, open. Yes, yes. Also, really reliable source of the most current information is TikTok. Speaking of social media, you can follow us at Diking Out everywhere you can follow me uh if you were following me already you would have known right when i found out that i had uh covid so it's a great follow let me tell you at tgi carolyn yeah you can follow me at melody kamali where (laughs) there was fun austin content until an abrupt halt today we'll see how long i'm stranded in texas thank you so much for listening this week and uh hopefully (laughs) god willing got us willing god let's see where we're at next week uh we'll see you next tuesday
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.